What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? This DJ Quest One, you're listening to The Drive, that's right, driving to work, doing a podcast. It is May 9th, 2019, a Thursday. Hope everyone's having a good morning, a good afternoon, wherever you're listening. If you're in the United States, if you're overseas, wherever. We are everywhere in your area, causing mad hysteria. Anyway, so today I want to talk about um, a little bit of boxing. We're going to talk about uh, the Western Conference semis, which, uh, which includes the uh, Denver Nuggets versus the Trailblazers. Uh, and just saw the game last night, the Rockets versus the Warriors, which is... They should have won last night because uh, Durant went out with a calf a strain craft a stain a strain can't even talk it a strain calf. They should have took advantage of that and, and, and you know they were down by twenty uh, the Rockets were down by twenty they ended up coming back uh, and then we're gonna talk about um what was the other topic I was gonna talk about. Uh, Roy Benavides. All right, so let's start off with uh, with boxing. So Canelo won this past weekend, and uh, unanimous decision over Jacobs. Uh, saw the fight. He was more he was more technical. He wasn't slugging with him, doing the stick and move uh, moves. Um, <clears throat> I knew he was going to win. I, I told some of my friends. And co-workers that it wasn't going to be a good fight because uh, I'm not taking anything away from Jacobs. I just think that uh, that Canelo's on another level, and I think he should fight Triple G again. So, you know, so that way they could bear, you know, they could see if it's he gets his chance to see if you know Triple G can can beat him. I always thought to myself, not taking any away from anything away from Triple G. I always thought he was just a flat fighter. If you know, he he just comes forward. He has no defense. You know, and uh, I want to talk about uh, he has no defense. So, with that being said, he's a hard hitter. He has a hard chin, but he just comes forward. He doesn't doesn't move side to side. And they want to compare him to a Mexican fighter, but a Mexican fighter has defense. So if you look at Chavez, you look at uh, Morales, you look at uh, Diego Corrales. They all have defense. They're, these are all Mexican fighters. They'll have defense. They move side to side. You know, Mikey Garcia, he has defense too. Which, by the way, he lost to Earl Spence. I got to give it to Earl Spence. Hell of a fighter. Now I want to see him fight Crawford. Will that happen? Who knows? Because Crawford is with top rank. And Spence is with uh, Al Heyman, which they don't... Which Al Heyman and um, the promoter of... uh, What's that dude's name? The promoter of top rank, Bob Arum, they do not get along. So I don't think that it will be made. I mean, everyone wants to see the fight. I think it would be a great fight. I think uh, Crawford is a much technical. It's a, a better uh, boxer. Spence has, more, Spence has more power and is a natural welterweight. Crawford moved up in weight, but it doesn't mean he can't hang with the best. I think he would give Spence problems. Only the fact is his angles are just, they're, they're incredible. 
you know and he's only fought two times on welterweight or three times i, I want to say but he 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 will give spence problems because spence couldn't put away mikey mikey's a, a little uh, the smaller guy and and spence was 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 fast throwing catching him uh but he couldn't put him away right he couldn't put him away and mikey he hit spence he tagged him didn't hurt him but he tagged him okay now multiply the speed that crawford's crawford's faster than mikey so that's gonna cause spence to either you know try to slug it with him or try to figure him out in which i think crawford is, is well i will say uh, crawford is faster than spence it's only because he's a lighter fighter you know and he's his he, he moves good with his feet in which i i want to i think mikey is is a complete a complete boxer but the fact is that he's not a welterweight he, that's not just that's just not his weight He's a light welterweight or a lightweight at best. He can move down to 135 because he is a, he holds the belt at lightweight and fight Lomachenko. I would love to see that fight. Put that fight together. I'm, I'm not sure who has Lomachenko, but I mean, I think he's fighting too soon. I'm not sure who he's fighting. I need to look that up, but I think he's fighting uh, next month, I want to say. Um, Lomachenko, great fighter. Great uh he has over 100 fight, 100 and something amateur wins. But the, the, the funny part is, is he, I had talked to that on my previous episode about being a collegiate fighter to where, I mean, not the college, college in, in boxing is, is the making the national team or making the Olympics. So he already had that name out there. So when he turned pro, he already had all these fights lined up. Which he, he has lost. He's, he doesn't have a, a perfect record. But he has less than 15 fights. He's already a champion. But just because he has 11 fights. Does not make him an experienced fighter. He has. He does have experience. Over 15 years of experience. I want to say. In the ring. So the guy's not just. I get in the ring. Some guys just turn pro. And have like 20 amateur fights. You know. But he had. A little over 100. Or maybe 200. I want to say um, so hopefully uh, that fight will get made I would like to see Triple G with Canelo and then um, Crawford versus Spence and Lomachenko versus Mikey Garcia those are my three ones that I would like to see personally uh, but will it get made who knows the promoters have a, a you know conflict there so who knows what what will happen if, if it does, if it does happen, it, it'll be great for the sport, you know? So, moving along. Moving along to the NBA, NBA talk of the playoffs. I'm a, I'm a San Antonio Spurs fan. Unfortunately, they lost in Game 7 against the Denver Nuggets. Hats off to Denver Nuggets. They're a young team. And that, uh, what, that jo Jovic, Stovic, uh, um, player he's seven feet he could it's really good he can shoot from the outside he can rebound he can he can play inside he can pose so he's he's you know he's a good center he, he's a good player spurs unfortunately are young and what happened in that game seven is they pretty much were losing the whole game so you when and they're a young team but i also think that uh lamarcus aldridge sometimes lacks 
the passion, that fire. You know, I mean, he's a good player, but to keep, to to be getting paid twenty five million dollars a year and not, you know, you have other players stepping up. You're the guy to go to. DeRozan is new to the system. Lamarcus knows the system, so there should be no excuse for him not to have twenty five points, ten rebounds. I mean, you got or even thirty points, fifteen rebounds. You know, he's an all star, so you should you should be. You should be playing your best, you know. Um, so the Denver Denver Nuggets end up moving up, uh, and the Blazers they beat the the OKC Thunder. Which, by the way, I want to get into uh, Westbrook for being for being really cruel and mean to these reporters. So let me ask you this: Let me ask you, people listening. This is your job, right? You get paid millions of dollars to play basketball, right? And well, with the job comes reporters, comes the media. So therefore, that's expected of you to answer questions. Now, what I saw of him being interviewed, next question, next question. You know, just real attitude, real a-hole. Westbrook, out there, if you're listening, you are supposed to be a professional, okay? I don't give a damn if you're having a bad day at the end of the day you're a sports figure you idiot you hear me you're a sports figure because you should be answering these reporters questions some of them are redundant some of them are dumb but you still have to answer with professionalism in which you are not okay back in the days dominique wilkins jordan all these guys answer questions yeah some of them gave them attitude but you know what they still answered the question. Even Charles Barkley, of all, even Shaq, even Kobe, they answered the questions. Now these kids look up to you and look up to you to be giving attitude to other people. No, I don't think so, dude. I don't know. I, that's, this is why I'm not a fan. This is why a lot of people don't like you because you rub people the wrong way. A lot of, and I, I don't want to say a few. I want to say a lot of people, and I've met a lot of basketball heads. They say you're a great player, but your attitude sucks. Okay, and then just to drag in Paul George. Paul George is a good kid, and you have you drag him in, and you answer his question. You answer your questions, but when when did, when did Journey become Paul George? Paul George can't answer his own questions. Sorry if I'm going on a rant. I just really don't like rude people. That I mean, that's not the way to t- treat people how you want to be treated. And I've seen fans talk shit to him. But why? Why do you talk? You scream up and down when you dunk. Like if you know if you won a championship, yet you've never even been close to a championship except for the 2000 and what 13 was it 2013 uh, Miami Heat versus OKC when you had a chance. But the thing, by your problem is, is you have first you have an attitude problem, okay? B, you think you're the best player in the world, in which you're not. C, you chunk up threes for no reason, and you're not a good three-point shooter, okay? So. I'm letting I'm letting you know right now. Stop treating people like crap because you wouldn't like to be treated like crap, right? Sorry, sorry, sorry if I'm ranting, guys. <laughs> I just don't. That just it just really gets. I really get irritated when people are rude, you know, especially to people that are doing their job. Hence, reporters, media. Okay. Anyways, he lost. He got he got booted by by Damon Litter. Damon with the Trailblazers, a perfect example, answers questions, professional, 
doesn't give you attitude great player okay he uh, right now it's 2-2 two -two, uh, it's 3-2 actually they're playing tonight uh, Blazers are playing tonight at uh, uh, in Portland and the Denver is uh, trying to close it out uh, moving to over to the Rockets and uh, the Warriors I think the Rockets can beat them but the only problem is is they can't be just chunking up threes. I understand that's D'Antoni's game. Going back to the Phoenix Suns, you know he he, he would do that running gun with Steve Nash and and um, and um, who else who else was in that team? Uh, Barbosa and um, he he played. He ended up playing for the for the Mavericks. I can't think of his name. Uh, what's his name? He had a little funny shot. Great great defender. Uh, forgot his name. I forgot his name, but yeah, they they were always pointing to the Spurs losing. Although one year they did beat the Spurs, and that I want to say that was in 2011. Um, they beat them. I think it was 2010. 2000, the summer of 2010. Either the summer of 2010 or in 2011, the Phoenix Suns beat the Spurs that year. Um, they finally got over the hump, but they would lose every year to them. Uh, the main reason, the main reason they lost to the Spurs is because they would run and gun and shoot a bunch of threes, which is why I, I think that D'Antoni should change up his game plan against these Warriors. Now, let me tell you why I have a problem with the Warriors, okay? And it, it has to do with the super team, okay? But if Durant is out next game, the Rockets have a chance to take it to seven. Uh, pretty much even evens up the, you know, the, the the gameplay, because last year Chris Paul went down. Chris Paul doesn't go down, and we're not talking about the um, Warriors winning back to back. Okay, so I mean, I I like even. I like the people. I like it for it to be even. And when you have Kevin Durant added to the mix, it's not even. So last night he went out in the third quarter and. Um, or was it fourth quarter? I think it was the third quarter. He went out. No, third quarter. Made way through the third quarter. He went out. Never came back. So then this this was Rockets' chance to take the lead and win the game. Because typically, if you have Durant on the floor, he's going to get you 30 to 40 points. And the, the Warriors kept messing up, even with Durant in the game. Houston was playing aggressive. They were knocking down their shots. But towards the end... Uh, and I want to call out Draymond Green. We're going to talk about Draymond Green right now, okay? Because I don't think he's a very good player, and I think he's also a dirty player. And he acts like he never does anything. Now, I would admit Harden does flop a lot, but he's not a dirty player, okay? Uh, Draymond, you should have been kicked out midway to the third quarter for those illegal screens and pushing off to get a rebound. I mean, that guy's dirty. And I want to talk about how really, how good, how really good is he, okay? Put this guy on a Charlotte team. Put this guy on a, a losing team and see how really good he is. The only reason he's good is because he has three All-Stars in front of him. Okay? He's got three All-Stars in front of him that make him look good. Put this guy on a crappy team to see how really good he is. Okay? You see, we'll see how really good he is. Is he that good? See? And he signed that big old contract. You ain't worth no $60 million, whatever. You ain't worth that. Shout out to my friend Ben who... 
work with his stepfather. And Ben wanted to so much tell him, you're an a-hole. Same thing with this guy. He's an a-hole. He jumps up and down. He yells. He complains to the refs. I, I would hate to be a ref and just hear him complain. I would just... It just irks me. Play the game. You're a dirty player. He kicked freaking Chris Paul in the head. Right? They got they got my technical and he complains that he didn't do anything. He pushed off on PJ Tucker. By the way, PJ Tucker had a great game. Great guy. I mean he was hustling. But you play the right way. You don't you don't lift up your leg and kick someone like he th well I don't I don't remember kicking anyone. Like, he would do that kick and kick you in the nuts. He's kicked a lot of people. He's a dirty player. So uh, I wanna say this to you, Draymond Green. You're a dirty player. You complain a lot. Shut up and play the game, okay? Shut up and play the game. Other other players would love to be in your place playing in the playoffs. You just happen to be lucky. You're just lucky that Mark Jackson drafted your ass. You're lucky. Mark Jackson, he put that team together. I got to give it out to Mark Jackson, which he should still be coaching that team and had a couple of rings under him. Don't want to take anything away from Steve Kerr, but Steve Kerr, you pretty much came into a team that was already built to win. Gotta say that. You didn't go to a team that was rebuilding. If you would have gone to a team that was rebuilding, we'll see how really good you we'll see how good of a coach you are. That's all that's all I gotta say. He comes from Popovich's claw from the Spurs, which is fine. You have a lot of coaches. Uh Mark Bulldozer, that's with the uh Bucks. He was also with the Spurs. But like I said, he came into a team that's already built to win. Same thing with Phil Jackson when he went to the Lakers and everybody goes, he's the greatest coach ever. Okay, he went into the Lakers that already had Shaq and Kobe built to win. They won. Well, he was he. You'll never see you'll never see Phil Jackson coach a team that doesn't that that doesn't have that has a bunch of young teams. Look at Pop has nobody. Yes, he has the Rosen and the Marcus Aldridge, but that's all he has. Who else does he have? And he makes the playoffs. That's a great coach right there. I, I hate I hated Pop for a very long time because I hated his rotation. But as as time goes, I'm like he's not a bad coach. He's another shady guy that gives reporter problems. Popovich, stop talking pol politics, okay? No one wants to hear your rants about politics, okay? We all have to deal with Trump in the in in the freaking office. We know that, okay? Shut up and freaking coach. It's another guy that that I've been meaning to call out. Stop it, okay? Nobody wants to hear your rants about politics. If you want to be, want to talk about politics, then hell, run for office. You're a coach. You're a basketball coach, okay? Stick to it and stop talking about politics. All right, but yeah, Steve Kerr pretty much went into the uh, into uh, the Golden State Warriors pretty much already a win-win situation, you know. So I mean, they're they've already they are already uh, winning. So you know. Anyways, going back to uh, the Warriors, uh, I'm gonna call it right now. This is my prediction. I'm gonna call it right now. I got Rockets in seven. Okay, only because, only because I think they have that passion and fire, and I think that they want revenge from last year. Okay, if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, then the Warriors are gonna win it all. I don't think. I think the Bucks have a great team. That the Greek freak. Um, the, so in the East you have the Raptors and the Sixers. Uh, the Bucks just advanced. They beat the Celtics. They just advanced to the what, the Eastern Conference Finals. So they're waiting uh, uh, Toronto and uh, <clears throat> and the the Sixers. I think that's probably going to go seven. I got Toronto winning it. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is playing amazing. 
Uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard, you're not hurt. I thought you were hurt. You see? Uh, I, I want to call Kawhi Leonard out, too, for quitting on the Spurs. Okay, now you're making millions of dollars to play, what, five games last year? Five games. And you complain that you, you were hurt? Kawhi Leonard, you're making $17 million a year. And you quit on your team. What kind of example do you put for these kids that look up to you? To quit? Is that what you Because your Uncle Dennis said so? Let me tell you something, dude. Because I come from the era over the 90s and the early 2000s where players didn't quit like that. They just say, oh, I'm not happy with the team. So guess what? I'm not playing. Lace up your damn freaking... Sneakers, now you have New Balance because you don't have Nike anymore because they pretty much uh, didn't resign you because your your Uncle Dave Dennis just makes all the right decisions for you, right? So he has a New Balance contract, doesn't have Nike anymore. He's with Jordan, doesn't have that anymore. He's with New Balance. Uh, Lace up your New Balance and play basketball. What's wrong? Why do you quit? Pop... First of all, I'm 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 gonna I, I I'm probably gonna write a little bit about this, okay? He gets traded from Pacers, okay? He's already a good player, but he wasn't a good shooter. Okay? He comes to the Spurs. Chip, the coach, the, the shooting coach, works with Kwai. Right? Defense isn't as good. Pop works on his defense. Right? So he becomes that player. They pretty much built him. They built Kawhi Leonard, the claw. And this is the thanks that the, the Spurs get, the Spurs organization get, after building you to be the caliber player that you are. Guess what, Kawhi? You're never going to win another ring unless... You're never, ever going to win another ring unless... I, I might sound a little salty, but I'm going to pick a ball with him. You're never, ever going to win a ring unless you join a super team. That's just my take. Because if he goes to the finals, he's not being the Warriors or the Rockets. I'm letting you know that right now. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Now, you could have won more rings with the Spurs, but he decided to, to bail out on them. Uh, because the coaching system that Pop has is pretty efficient. And damn, with nobody taking the Nuggets to seven games, a bunch of nobodies taking them seven games. Just letting you know right now, you missed out. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so... Sorry about the rant. <laughs> Anyways, I uh, I think he might be joining the Clippers. He might be leaving or returning to the Toronto Raptors. I heard a tweet. I saw a tweet about that. Why would you be thinking about that right now when you're playing, when you're actually might be playing a game seven? Like, I don't understand that. How do you just talk about free agency if you're not a free agent yet? So that's another thing I... I'm going to leave it alone, okay? But, I will say this. He is a great, one of the best two-way players in the NBA. He can guard you. He can shoot. He can play defense. He can play offense. He can do it all. He can play the one all the way to the three. So, I mean, I I was, I will give it to him. Great player. Hates, I hate to see him. I'm glad I didn't buy his jersey. I was going to buy his jersey. I'm glad I did. Anyways. Out of the East, I got the Raptors going to the to the finals. Those are my two predictions. All right, um, moving along. Now we're going to talk about Roy Benavides, a war hero. 
this is the real Rambo, and I'm going to try to do a, a petition to get a movie made for him or something. I'm going to try to maybe holler at a, holler at a Kinesiwood son, and maybe he can tell his dad. His dad's a big military advocate, you know, he, he, he appreciates the military, and he's done a lot of films, you know, of him being a veteran, or him being, you know, in war and stuff. So I, I would like to reach out to him, or to even Robert Rodriguez, to, to make this movie so basically this movie is okay well not the movie I'm going to talk about Roy Benavides so on May 2nd of 1969 uh, uh, there's 68 69 so Roy Benavides it won, let me just do a little backstory he's from Texas uh, close by San Antonio he uh, won the Congressional Medal of Honor he saved lives in the war, eight approximately, and uh, on May 2nd, 1969, he, one of his buddies platoon, so the backdrop on it, I did some more research on it, um, they, were doing a, they were doing a mission, and they parachuted, and when they parachuted, him and another guy got tangled up in the tree line, and the Vietnamese were coming. The enemies were coming, shooting at the shooting at the helicopter and stuff. So, sergeant, um, one of his sergeants, one of his, uh, uh, there were he was a sergeant in his platoon, went and saved him. He says, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, cause so what happened to the parachute? Cause he could have, he could have pretty much left him, and they would have been stranded in a tree, and then the Vietnamese would have came and shot him up. All they have to do is look up. They, they're stuck. They're tangled upside down. So what? What the sergeant did, uh, I don't remember his name. I have to look at it again. He he um, he went and, and, and got off. He, he went on the tree and, and cut them loose. And they were telling them to leave because I'm not leaving you. So he saved his life. So what Joe Roy Benavides did is he found out about his that sergeant's platoon being, uh, it was a different mission later on down the line, a couple months later. He found out that his uh, his platoon was was ambushed. They were doing a special because he was a, a green beret. I forgot about that. He was a green beret. Um, but let me just do the backstory on him before we get to that story. So he went on a mission. He he, he went to fight in North Korea. That war ended. He ended up going to Vietnam. He landed on a, a landmine. He blew up. Went back to 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 the uh, went to Fort Sam. And he was there to recover. They told him, the doctors told him he'll never walk again. He walked, so he walked again. He went back to Vietnam, stepped on another landmine. Not once, twice. Went back to the hospital. Same thing, you know, he, he was just real bad shape. He walked out, told him he could never walk again. He had a messed up spine. He walked out, went back to Vietnam for the third time. So that's when he went to the mission. So he heard about the, the sergeant being, being surrounded by the by the Viet Cong and he went back so when he went back he he said I'm gonna I'm gonna go send me and so he told one of the guys from the helicopters take me back so this guy went with the bayonet he forgot his gun landed in the LZ went over there started moving the troops around got an AK-47 from one of the troops from one of the Vietnamese uh, started no uh, borrowed a gun borrowed a gun from one of the uh, the troops I was injured started shooting and he moved everyone into a safe location right 
gets shot in the leg. He's still he's still going, getting everybody. He puts everybody in a helicopter, and boom, the helicopter crashes. So he goes back, gets shot again. He gets shot again in the stomach. He keeps going. He gets everybody that survived. Some people died on that on that helicopter. Put him in a safe location. Shooting. So he's fighting with the Vietnamese. The Vietnamese came and they hit him uh, with the with the butt of the elbow. Pretty much broke his jaw, and he didn't have a gun. He had his bayonet at the time because he was moving the troops around. Kills the Vietnamese guys. Kills about three or four surrounding him. Gets the uh, starts getting morphine to all the troops. Calls in. Calls in for the for the um, the jets to bomb the, the area. Calls the jets to bomb the area. The helicopters comes. He throws one of those smokers. So he puts everybody on the puts everybody. Now he's gets shot again in the arm. So he's already been shot three times. He's still helping. You know everyone puts everybody on the uh, the helicopter, including three NVA troops, right to get intelligence. His his sergeant died. He still got. He, he was thinking he managed to get his body and get other people and on the the helicopter, okay. And he gets on the plane. He not on the plane. He gets on the helicopter and he's dying. And he can't see because he has blood all. He has blood uh, all over his eyes and stuff from the you know from the wounded or what whatnot. And he he's you know he's, he goes in the helicopter. He takes off. So within safe he saves eight Americans, okay. He's dying. His guts are his guts. His intestines are coming out of his stomach from that gun, from that gunshot wound. He's host, He's holding it. He doesn't realize it. He, you know, he's pretty much dying. They put him in the body bag, and one of the one of his um, one of his uh, one of the guys in his platoon says, "That's Roy Benavides." And then the co- the the doctor goes over there and says, uh, well, "He's not going to make it." So he, all the strength he has, he spits on the doctor's face. So next, like he's still alive. So then, you know, well, he's gonna make it. So they ended up putting him up for the Silver Star because they didn't think he was gonna make it. But then years later, 1981, Ronald Reagan gives him the Congressional Medal of Honor. Isn't that a badass story? Isn't that a movie-made material? Forget Rambo. This guy was the real deal. And I, I mean, I hope I'm gonna try to to see who I could reach out to make this movie. Maybe I should write the script. And reach out to his family members because I think that's just a great story, a great story when it comes to 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 you know to valor and to to heroism and to people you know and to not being selfish. And he said it himself that he wasn't a hero. He said the ones that gave their life were the heroes. Well said, Mr. Roy Benavides. I salute you. My dad was a Marine. He was also a Vietnam vet. I salute you. And and I hope and he passed away unfortunately in 1998. I think if he would have been alive, maybe some more more would have been done to where he can, the the movie can be made. You know something something along those lines. But look him up on YouTube. There's a little film, a little cartoon film, on his story. So look him up. Um, you know I'm almost getting to work, y'all. Uh, appreciate y'all listening. Um, keep listening. I'm going to start a new podcast. It's going to call it the Toy Handle Podcast with some of my colleagues from work. They want to do a podcast, and hopefully we'll get it soon. We're just going to talk about all kinds of stuff, all kinds of topics, space, the future, time travel, um, sports, you know, anything and whatever in between. So 
uh, look out for that the Doy Handle podcast coming soon um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later but in the meantime you're listening to The Drive and I uh, hope keep listening alright peace out y'all y'all have a great day uh, have a good afternoon wherever you're at this is DJ Quest signing off <laughs>